Super Tap Film Club. Join Hollywood Fletch and Malachi as they shine their flickering flashlights into the dark, dark cellars of YouTube, only to reveal tales of vampires, motorcycles, and vampire motorcycles. Dystopian futures seen through the eyes of the 80s. A great fear of the internet and what it will do to our children. Kicks and horrors of all sizes imaginable. And the many, many dangers of heavy metal. Strap yourself in because this is Super Tat Film Club. And the first and only rule of Super Tat Film Club is tell everyone about Super Tat Film Club because it's all street punks and side boobs from here on in. say to the world, hey, this is me, I am woman, and I like me. Good evening, good morning, good afternoon, whatever it is, wherever you are, my name is Malachi J. Matthews, and I am joined by Hollywood Fletcher. Hello. Hello, Hollywood Fletch. Welcome to Super Tap Film Club, ladies and gentlemen. Alright. Yeah, you alright, Fletch, you sure? Yeah. I was walking through town earlier, and I saw a box of chicken. A box of chicken? Yeah. Where? It's just on the floor. Ch- cooked chicken? Yeah, it was fried chicken. Oh, a box of fried chicken. I thought you meant like a box of raw Saints. No, no, I mean like a proper, like full-on box, like big-ass, like veggie box that you get your oh, veggie right. delivered at the shop. Just full well, of fried you, chicken. Did you take it? No, it had been raining. Mm. Has that been the highlight of your day today, has it? I was quite annoyed by it, actually. And what, the waste of chicken? The box of ruined chicken. So then, Fletch, what have we done this week on the podcast? Freaked. Freaked. Did you did you enjoy this one? No. This well, uh, I have a complicated relationship with it. What? Why? Explain. Well, I think it's. Have you seen this film before? Before we, we before we did it? No, never. No, I saw it in the nineties when it first came out. Yeah. But I, uh, that was because I worked in a video shop at the time. You were a properly 90s dude. I wasn't a surf dude with attitude. Well, this film must have been right up your street. Well, then. you know, it, I was, it was relevant. I was, I was probably, well, 93. How old was I in 93? Are you asking me for? I'm not I'm your fucking biographer. I'm trying to think. I can't remember. I'd have been about 20. Right. No, no, no. 93 had been 16. Right. So it's prime age for me. Like, and I, I loved the butthole surfers. I love Bill and Ted. I love Primus. I love Claymation. I love MTV. It's very MTV. This film, isn't it? Yeah. But I think some... it is. This film is. I can imagine someone pitching the film. So, like, imagine a Primus music video, but a film. Yeah, yeah. That's that's pretty much what we've got here. Some things from the nineties, for example, Friends, the Wu Tang Clan. Yeah, they're, they're things from the 90s that I consider have aged quite well and you can go back to them and go, remember them? I used to love the Wu-Tang Clan. High I tops. Used, I used to love friends. At high tops, yeah. Mm. Nintendo 64s, you know. Naff jackets. Naff jackets. You know what? I was thinking about them the other day and I actually want one now. Uh, dready jeans. We can wear naff jackets together. Yeah, we can do. That's how people know we're friends. That's it. Like I say, some things from the 90s age really well. Stone Temple Pilots. Nirvana. Undercuts. Undercuts. Undercuts Uh, came back and I was furious. I tell you, one thing that didn't age well from the 90s, this fucking film, mate. fucking film. I apologise in advance for this. 
I actually text Fletcher last night after I'd watched this film to make the notes, and I was actually angry. Because that's three hours of my life I'm never getting back from writing a script. Uh, I've watched this film twice in a week. You're fuming. I can see it I just face. This is the first film that we've done that I think has fucking just annoyed me. Do you know what? What? I'm going to uh, change my stance on this film. Oh, now you like it, do yeah. you? Why? Why? Well, let's let's go. Let's go. I'm gonna I'm gonna uh, point out why this film is a. I could tell you one reason this this okay. cinematic masterpiece. Well, okay, there's a few, right? There's loads. What? Screaming Mad George. Screaming Mad George for one. Yeah, we love Screaming Mad George. Yeah, he's a he's a special effects genius. His work in this film is amazing. Yeah, I'll tell you why this film is Jesus good. Jesus Christ! Why? Let's go. Come on, I'll tell you all of the reasons. Go. Okay, Ricky Coogan is a douchey, douchebag child actor. Played by? Played by Alex Winter. Wow. There you go, one half of Bill and Ted. Straight up. I already wrote this as well, this abomination of a This film. is what we, I mean, this is... This is what we do this This is a for. guy from some high quality films. Lost Boys. Lost Boys, Bill and Ted. Yeah. What else did he do other than Lost Boys? Cop Town. What's Cop Town? No, wait, that was someone else. Okay, I don't know. I we mean, did... he did it. He did his part. Yeah, he did his part. He... Also, we're getting another Bill and Ted film. We are getting another Bill and Ted film next year, yeah. yeah. You know, so we've so done is... Lost Boys and three Bill and Ted films and Freaked. Yeah. Which people apparently hated, because test audiences were expecting it to be Bill and Ted. They were expecting it to be funny. Maybe. Well, they were expecting it to be the new Bill and Ted film, sort of. Yeah. But it wasn't. It's it's not, is it? No. In some ways, it's better. Oh, Fletch. Continue. Right, so, Ricky Coogan, played by Alex Winter. Douchey, douchey childbag actor. He's on a talk show, talking to Brooke Shields. He is concealed in shadows, because... He's a fucking hideous monster now, Fletch. And he's on TV to finally reveal his fucking horrible face and tell the story of uh, why he ended up looking like a monster. Yeah. So he's on this talk show and it turns out that he was uh, recruited by a company called... Oh, my God. EES. And what does that stand for, Fletch? Everything except socks. Uh, Shoes. Everything shoes. except shoes. Oh, so socks are okay. Socks are okay. So that intro, that just comes in with like a TV show, doesn't it? Yeah. Like framed as a TV show. Yeah. I thought it was really good. It's like Robocop, wasn't it? Well, it starts with... It's like Robocop kind of thing, like satire of pop culture. Well, yeah, I suppose it is a satire of if MT- you took, MTV. Well, this is it. If you took Robocop, moved it forward a decade, you'd have freaked. Freaked is like that generation's Robocop. It's that good. Oh my god, Fletch. Satire. Satire. Is it satire? Do you not get satire, bro? I do get satire, bro, but like, this. Is it satire? Is this too intelligent for you? This film's just too maybe that's Maybe that's what it is. This this fucking stupid, abhorrent film. The brain masses. The brain masses. I could tell, like, we'd been doing it and I've not even told the story yet. Okay, so, turns out. Douchebag McDoucheson has been recruited by Everything Except Shoes company uh, to sell an illegal fertiliser called uh, Zygrot 24. The leader of EES is Death from Bill and Ted. Boom. 
It's almost like Alex Winter is just fucking around with all his mates in this film, isn't it? Yeah, best type of film, really. So he's going to go off to this country to uh, represent EES, promoting Zygot 24. And he's like, this is dangerous. I've heard this stuff is illegal. And, and uh, Death says, it's only illegal in Europe and America. Yeah. Which is most of the places that these people were involved in. And he says, look, I'll prove that it's, I'll prove that it's safe. I've got a guy here that he calls Juan, whose real name is George Ramirez. And my name is George Ramirez. Yeah, he comes out and explains it's all safe. But as he's explaining that it's all safe and he's been there working on it for the past five years, he begins to shrink into a tiny screaming man. He turns into an Oompa Loompa. Yes, he turns into an Oompa Loompa. Literally. An actual Oompa Loompa. Yeah. Deep Roy. Deep. Yeah, he does. Yeah. He turns into Deep Roy. Yep. The Oompa Loompa. The Oompa Loompa. From... The Tim Burton film. Yeah, from the Tim Burton abomination. Well, oh, so a... everything's an abomination now, I guess. Have you seen the fucking Tim Burton Charlie and the Chocolate Factory? No. <laughs> and the Gene Wilder one? Yeah. Of course you have. Well, yeah. Tim Burton one's shit. Read the book. They made a book of it. I know they made a book of it. Uh, some Dahl fella did it, <laughs> didn't they? <laughs> some Nazi bloke. Well, he was, wasn't he? Yeah, turns out. <laughs> <laughs> turns out. Uh, so this is super dangerous. Ricky Coogan doesn't want to go. His entourage, he's got an entourage of, um, it's like a spiritual guide. A spiritual His entourage guide. were fantastic. Yeah. And Death says, look, I'll give you $2 million plus expenses if you go and promote this. And he's like, well, $2 million is, is dangerous. He goes, well, okay, we'll give you $5 million. His entourage say, don't do it, Ricky. Don't do it. And Ricky's like, fuck it. I want the five. He sees five million dollars. His like, spiritual guide tells him not to. Yeah. And you know he's his spiritual guide. Because he's got a turban on. Because he's got a turban on. I think that pretty much says it about this film, doesn't it? I mean, this is... Are you going to look into Deep Roy's little face and tell him that this film was shit? If he wandered in now, I would. I'd say, you've, you made some questionable choices. Well, you've made one questionable choice. So Ricky, against the uh, advice of his advisors, decides that he's going to take the deal. He's done. And he's gone. He's done it anyway. Cut to the plane. Yeah. Where we meet Ricky's friend that he's going to take with him. He says, I'll do the mission if I can take my mate with me. And his name is Ernie. And he is a fucking douche, isn't he not? Well, yeah. But that's, that's a very 90s thing, though, isn't oh, it? If you look up the 90s... There's a picture of this guy. He's got a fucking... I was so happy with the way he was dressed. <laughs> He's got a red hot chilli peppers t-shirt. Sleeveless plaid. Sleeveless plaid and a little hat. A little fedora. Yeah, and a rubber hand sticking out of his uh, flies. Oh yeah, he's harassing. Because he's harassing people, getting them to try and... Yeah, but that's a, that's a 90s horror trope, isn't it? Is this a horror film? It's a horrible it's film. It's a body horror. So Ernie and Ricky are sat on the plane and they're talking about like the hot chicks that they're going to see. And doobies or some Doobies, shit. some fucking... It doesn't matter. Yeah. Air hostess goes to the luggage and says, Sir, is this your luggage in here? Opens it up and there's a tiny ginger child in there called Stewie, who they call a troll. And it turns out it's, it's Ricky's biggest fan and he follows him all over the world and he just wants him to sign some stuff. So fucking Ricky and Ernie run away from this child fan and hide in the toilets where there's a woman doing a poo in the toilets. When uh, Stewie tries to get into the toilet, he smashes his head in the door. And then he's got a copy of Time magazine. And he says, uh, 
He says, Ricky, what, I've got a copy of Time magazine here. This Zygot 24 is dangerous. Why are you promoting it, Rick? You used to be nice. You used to be a good person. And he says, don't cry. Don't cry, Stewie. Deep down, I'm still a really good person. And then the fucking kid gets smashed with an air hostess trolley and falls out the door of the plane, landing on the floor of a field, and a book falls on his head. The introduction of that character did feel like... It felt like I was watching the movie adaptation of a TV show. Yeah. Because he had no introduction, but he came in like we were supposed to know Yeah, we know who this is. Oh, Stewie! Oh, it's Steve from the show! Yeah. Exactly. Like freaks the motion picture. Well, it is almost like a live-action cartoon of a cartoon that we don't know what it is. Yeah, like if there was a freaked TV, was there a freaked TV show? Is that what we've missed? I don't think there was. Ricky and Ernie, they land. They're on. They're, they're at the airport. The air, the plane then explodes. It turns out they're not on the plane. Oh, yeah, it's a different plane. It's a different plane. It's a joke. It's a funny joke. It's a funny, funny, it's a funny joke. joke. Right, okay. Uh, and there's protesters at the airport. They're, they're protesting the fact that these guys are here to promote this evil fertiliser that's illegal all over, the, all, all over the world. What does I like Ike mean? Oh, um, that's a reference to... <laughs> I know what it is as well. <laughs> Thing is about this film... There's a lot of American references. Yeah, if you're yeah. not from the States, you won't get a lot of the jokes. Yeah. But yeah, it's a reference to like Dwight Eisenhower... Oh, so it's and that was like the slogan for for like his campaign, right? Okay. I like I like because that was his nickname. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so the head the the head of the protesters. But is... isn't it relevant though? It's good. Look at all these environmentalists, all these young people there. Yeah. They're all there, fucking protesting this very relevant thing, yeah. which is environmental destruction. Mm. And there's this gammon stood there with a fucking I like Ike sign yeah totally doesn't know what's going on does he Don't, ain't got a clue ridiculous now the head of the relevant pro- as fuck well <laughs> it is it is yeah <laughs> the head of the uh, protesters is uh, julie now julie catches the eye of our uh, well can we call them heroes catches the eye of the main characters of this film and ricky's like right in order to get it because they're protesting about him going there so what he does is he he disguises himself in bandages and pretends to be an injured person so that he can get close to julie and saying oh this is all terrible this is all a terrible terrible situation and and she says to him oh well if you're interested we're driving down to pelt ricky coogan with cow shit yeah uh do you want to get in the car like you know get in the car in the bus get in the bus she says the bus but they don't get on the bus. There's no bus. There is no bus. She gets in the car with a jeep. A jeep with Eddie driving it, Julie in the back, Ricky wrapped in bandages, pretending not to be Ricky, while Eddie is in the front slagging Ricky off. Julie's in the back saying, "Look, uh, Ricky's just a second-rate actor. He can't do anything. He's not as good as Christian Slater." And he starts screaming yeah, that, in the that, face. Yeah, and he reveals himself. And he says, oh, Christian Slater, Fox Slater, can he ad-lib like this? Like, I've just been lying to you for the past hour. Can he pretend he's injured Yeah. for possible sex? Thus revealing himself. Julie now knows that that is Ricky. And she starts imparting ecological knowledge, dropping bombs on him, saying, look, if, if we don't stop fucking around with this zygote stuff, you're going to get problems like, uh, I don't know, off the top of my head. And Ricky says, a human worm? 
You see, oh, well, that might be a bit extreme, but we might be saying that, and then Ricky says, a dog boy? Fucking hell, Fletch. What? Sorry, I'm listening. Continue. It turns out Ricky's saying this because as they're driving along, they see a sign for a human worm. They see a sign for a dog boy. They see a sign for a frogman, Fletch. They're driving past all these signs. Julie's telling him all the ecological knowledge. And then she says, a freak show, let's check it out. She sees the sign, freak show. And Ricky Coogan, he's like, I'm not going to see some fucking sideshow freak show. They say, lighten up, Coog. It could be a hoot. It could be a gas. It could be a kook, he says, actually. A goof. Lighten up, Coog. It could be a goof. That's a pretty standard 90s thing to say. Yeah. They follow a sign that says freaks, F-R-E-E-K-Z. Well, is that what you have a problem with? No. The misspelling of freaks. What I had a problem with is, is the joke. Maybe they're wilder freaks. Well, it turns out that it, is a, it zooms in to a little copyright joke then, doesn't it? Mate, the jokes are thick on, and fast. Well, we haven't been able to write them all down. It's if like, I, if I it's wanted like to... watching Naked Gun. Like, the jokes are just so packed in. It's not I mean, like you couldn't... watching Naked Gun, is it? It is like... It's nine... like watching fucking Scary Movie 5. <laughs> What's Scary Movie 5? I don't know. Which one's that? Just a shit one. Is that the one with um, Leslie Nielsen? Oh, yeah. I've just made a relevant... I've just made a... No. See, that's... That's what you think is relevant. Not relevant. I mean, I made a joke about bad writing and it's a film that's written by the same people that wrote Naked Gun. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so why don't you fucking... Okay. So... All right. So as they're driving up this dark, dark drive, they hear fucking bad animal noises. Woody Woodpecker. Woody Woodpecker. Sheep. I mean, this film is terrible. Mate. What? Okay, okay. They and oh, they get to the end of the drive and they approach Freakland. Glorious. It is glorious. The set is fucking amazing. They've got a giant Randy he- Randy Quaid head in the middle. <laughs> there's fire going off. Yeah, Randy Quaid, and he has a sweet goatee. He has a sweet, sweet goatee. We'll get to Randy Quaid in a minute because. It says, as they walk in, it says, Welcome to Freakland! Julie says, This is real! And Ricky says, Yeah, real stupid! <laughs> oh, yeah! <laughs> oh, bro. And then they say, Look, let's go. This place is dead. Where are all the weirdos? And the head turns around and faces them, and it says, There are no weirdos! With a giant echoey voice. Giant echoey Randy Quaid voice. And then Randy Quaid appears like a creepy ringmaster and he says, Mutants? Yes. Genetic ma- genetic nightmares? Yes. Children of hell? Twisted bastards living, breathing, tormented flesh? Certainly. But as for weirdos, <laughs> not a one. Unless, of course... You count me. This is the role Randy Quaid was born to play. But then Ricky says, you just seem like a regular dumb shit old redneck to me. (laughs) (laughs) And Randy then says, my name is Elijah Suggs. And you guys are miles away from hospitals, civilization, 
telephones, and police. <laughs> popo. And the popo. How may I help you? And Ricky says, "Drop." Show, show some freaks. Yeah, show some freaks. No, he says, "Drop dead." Ricky's a fucking knob. Right. It's a redemption story. Yeah. Julie says, "Look, I'm sorry about him. He's a fucking douche. Don't listen to him. We'd love it if we could see your your freak show. It's a monument to nature. I'm super into ecology. You know, this is the sort of thing I'm into." And as they're talking, you hear a fucking Ernie's eating a chocolate bar. Ribbit, chocolate bar's gone. Where's it gone? Turn round. Turns out there's a toad man there. Mr. Toad steals the chocolate bar from Ernie as he's about to eat it. Go on then, do that now. No, it's fine. Keep talking. I can do it without... I can do it without interrupting. No, you can't. Just do it now. Get it open. I'm not going to edit a moment of this. Just open the fucking biscuits and eat them because I'm losing my thread. Why are you losing it? Just talk. I'll just... Randy says... What did Randy say? Randy says, I'd love to show it yeah, but our next show isn't until tomorrow. But hang on a minute, I do have a private exhibition in the shed. At this point I realised, Rob Zombie clearly saw this, because this is a lot like A House of a Thousand Corpses, isn't it? Oh, people like that film. Yeah, well, yeah. They do. <laughs> Ricky says... I no. would argue this is better than that film. Wouldn't you? You crunchy mouth little bastard. Hey, man. If you're going to leave digestives out... Well, fair game. I'll hide them. What? I'll hide the biscuits. Don't hide the biscuits. Well, stop chomping down, because... People don't want to hear your biscuit mouth. Mate. Hmm? Do you think Mr. iTunes is going to be pleased with this? More people watch that mukbang video of us than they did listen to this podcast. Ernie smokes a cigarette, but then bang! Cigarette's gone because the fucking toads had it. And he turns around and he says, I used to blow up fucking toads when I was a kid like you, you fat bastard. And then... Uh, it's a bit psychotic. I know, but he was. He got very angry very quickly, didn't he? And then uh, the toad eats a rabbit, and Randy locks them all in the shed. <laughs> oh yeah, no, yeah, that no, you no, you're right. Yeah, that is what happens. It just cuts to them tied up in the shed. Yeah, they're tied up on uh, in the laboratory, which is inside the shed. And Randy says, "I don't only exhibit freaks here. I make them, Bab. I make them. I've got a giant horrible machine." And the kids start panicking. And uh, Randy says. I'm the kind of guy that when I see Kevin Costner, I see him as a giant peach grub who can fart the blue Danube. Behold, the tasty freaks machine. That does sound like something Les Claypool would write. Imagine, imagine Randy Quaid saying that, but to a sick bass line. Yeah, maybe he should have done, because it would have been better than this. Did Les Claypool write this film? No, I think Les Claypool might have been the voice of the pilot in the plane, though. Really? Yeah. Uh, the machine that is called the Tasty Freaks machine <laughs> is powered, fully enough, by Zygot24. And Ricky says, you're not supposed to have that, it's illegal! And uh, Randy says, right, who wants to get freaked first? <gasps> they panic. Randy then walks over to a little computer on the side and he's got like a people version of Photoshop and he goes through it and he's like, right, what am I going to do? There's some strong... 
packed in, concentrated joke going on. Yeah. Here. Jokes. You can't move for the jokes. No, because he's saying like, right, how deformed shall I make them? And the options are really bad, super bad, Michael Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then he decides he's going to merge Julie and Ernie together. Yeah. And, uh, that's, and what, that's that's like the best part of the film. That's what he does. He uh, then some fucking... That's the best part of the film. He puts the, the stuff on him and then some fucking rad 90s rock starts happening. And they go claymation. Yeah, the claymation, the fucking claymation madness. Because what happens is yeah. Randy puts the coordinates into the computer and it produces this, this slime that he white, that he smears on either side of uh, Julie and Ernie. Massive claymation madness. Yeah. And the Cyclops head yeah. comes out from Sinbad. Yeah. Clearly, Harryhausen. Harryhausen. I mean, clearly, this is a film made by VFX artists. Screaming Mad George. But, yeah, Screen Mad George and his gang, I guess. Yeah, it is them flexing their skills in this film, really. That's why it's great. Well, it is great. We love Screaming Mad George. Absolutely love him. Yeah, he he did Slipknot's masks. Did he? Did you not know that? No! Not their... Like, obviously, like, like to start with, they were all homemade. Mm. But later on, yeah, he did their masks. I never knew that. Yeah. Never knew that. So, yeah, a lot of grunge in there. There's a lot of grunge in the soundtrack in this. Soundtrack was also done by, uh, partly done by the Butthole Surfers. The soundtrack is marvellous. And Paul Leary. It's got, like, Henry Rollins on it. Oh, that's how it starts. <laughs> yeah, it it's starts basically with Black Henry. Frag, isn't it? Yeah. It's Henry Rollins <laughs> screaming, Frag! Frag! <laughs> I'm Henry Rollins! I speak all of my songs, but shouting! Have political things to say, oh, but yeah. in a shouty way. It's Hank, mate. Big Hank. That's fucking Henry Rollins. I know. He hates us, by the way. What do you mean? He, us. Why? Why does he hate us? British. Okay. He thinks we're wankers and pussies. Okay. Yeah, I'm fucking scared of you, Henry. Actually, I've got a story in my uh, shoot job. Did you meet him? Uh, no. Uh, I've got a story about Henry Rollins. In my shoot job, I uh, work in stages. Yeah. Uh, I work in, in, the con- in the entertainment industry. And uh, I was talking to the singer from the Zootons uh, one day, a couple of weeks ago. And I had, happened to have a Black Flag t-shirt on. And yeah. he was telling me, and he was there with a mate of his, who was the bass player from Jet. Do you remember Jet? Yeah. What was that song they did about someone having boots on and all that? Whatever, Jet. And uh, we were talking, having a drink, having a Jeff, and uh, it turned out that one day Henry Rawlins called the police on Jet because they lived over the road for him, from him, and they were jamming out hard in the house. Henry Rawlins called the police. What the? Fuck? When, when they went to the door, Henry Rawlins was stood behind the police, going, "I didn't call the police because you were loud. I called them because you were fucking shit." <laughs> what the fuck, Henry Rawlins? <laughs> Oh my god, there's so many... Okay, right. So Henry Rollins called the police. Yeah. Which straight away is insane. Complaining about the noise. Complaining about the noise. Of Jet playing opposite. And then got really insecure about it. Yeah, hid behind the police and said, it's not because you're loud, (laughs) it's because you're you're shit. shit. Is that what he said on the phone to the police? I'd like to report a crime... This band 
Yeah, shout out to the fellow from the Zootons if you ever bump into him, he'll tell you that story quite happily. Fucking, I love that story! <laughs> so anyway, now um, he's combined Ernie and Julie into some horrible Three Stooges twin and they just get rid of him. They're like, look at yourself, you horrible bastard. And they, they say, he says, take him to his quarters. Uh, and he goes over to Ricky and he's like, Ricky, you're going to be special. You're going to be... The fucking Beast Boy! The most horrifying thing I've ever made! The next day, Ricky wakes up. He wakes up to see Randy on the phone, the other side of the room, and he's calling the Laughing Man. Who is just laughing, but Randy can understand everything that he's saying, a little bit like Luke Skywalker understanding R2-D2. Funny shit. Makes, is, is it? Some funny is shit. Is it funny, Fletch? Yeah, man. Some funny shit. And he's saying, right, I've created the ultimate freak, but he's not finished because I need more fertiliser chemicals. Can I get some more, please? <laughs> yeah, oh, oh, yeah, yeah, can I? <laughs> oh, yeah. Randy writes down the made-up details. Ha! Huh? It's good. It's funny. And then he notices Ricky is awake and he says, Wakey, wakey, eggs and bakey. And he approaches Ricky and he's like, do you want to see what you look like, you fucking freak? And then we get the reveal of Ricky and the special effects are amazing. He's basically half gremlin, but there's like pus coming out of his head and it plays ding, ding, do, 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 do. Oh yeah, like Sweet Leaf just keeps playing. Sweet Leaf plays it. Every now and then Sweet Leaf just happens. Yeah. Because stoners. Because stoners, yeah. Sweet Leaf, bro. Also... Props to Alex Winter mm. for wearing that shit for the rest yeah, of this film. Yeah, because he does. And it's, there's no ADR either. He fucking speaks his lines. He's like... Yeah. And he, do you see him drooling everywhere? Yeah. That's real drool. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently that is fucking totally him just drooling, trying to talk in that shit. He sees it in the mirror and he's like, Oh my God, that was my good side. <laughs> no, he says... Oh my god, that was my good side. <laughs> and Randy says, wait until you see what I'm going to do with the other side. i got big plans for you. Then he walks him into the shed and he says, welcome to your spacious accommodation. And the shed is like a TARDIS. It's a tight, well, it's like a toilet, it's the toilet, isn't it, on the outside? Yeah. Country and Western It's toilet. an outhouse. Yeah, outhouse, go inside. It's a massive wooden prison and he's like oh you've done real well with the space here this is where we get an american reference that we don't understand oh um uh, bob rob uh, bob, bob vila bob, bob vila who's that he's like um a home improvement guy he's like handy andy to us yeah yeah basically yeah. he's like handy andy home he, improvement he was in hot shots part Deux as himself right okay Doing the same yeah. gimmick. Well, he didn't play himself in this film. That's a dude pretending to be him. Is it? Yeah. They couldn't get the man himself. What, because he just, he saw the... No. He's good enough for Hot Shots Part 2, but well, he's uh, he's too good for Freaked. Ricky finds the uh, the twins in the shed, uh, and they, to be honest, seem to have gotten used to being, a, to being a set of freaks really quickly. They're not that bothered. They're like, yeah! They, they come out of the dark and they're, they're like, well, you know, you get used to it eventually. They've got a, a full costume now. Half half lady, half man stitched up the middle. The whole time this conversation's going on, Ricky's in the dark. And they're saying, look, just, we'll love you for who you are. You might be a freak, but let's see your face. As he walks forward, they both just puke everywhere. 
He's like a half weird half, goblin he's a half, thing. He's half gremlin. He looks like a gremlin. Wow. But yeah, goblin thing. I mean, you'll see the picture. He does actually talk about gremlins. Yeah, he does. At one point he says, maybe they're still booking people for Gremlins 3. I'll talk to my <laughs> agent. Turns out, no. No, because they're still not doing Gremlins 3. Fuckers. Ricky says that when he sees the twins puking, he says, well, you're no pretty picture yourself. You're lucky I have a strong stomach. And then behind him, a Mexican voice says, you're lucky I don't bite you, yes. Who is it, Fletch? It's Ortiz... The dog boy. Leader of the freaks. Uh, yeah. You're quite a familiar looking fella, isn't he? Now it's Bill and Ted. Now it's now Bill, and, Bill Ted. and Ted. He was uncredited, you know. I know, I was about to say, welcome to hell, Rick. Yeah, Ortiz, the dog boy. Keanu, Keanu Reeves. <laughs> Keanu Reeves, uncredited. But it is clearly Keanu Reeves. Why didn't he credit? Why wasn't he credited in this? Was oh, it... fuck it. Who gives a shit? Yeah, no because reason. this film is fucking rad and counterculture, that's why. He didn't need to. He's like, bro. It's bro. his mate. It's his mate. Who gives yeah. a shit? He's like, Keanu's like, oh, fucking whatever, bro. I'll just turn up, smoke some doobies, put on this dog costume. Yeah. I don't give a fuck. I'll be a Mexican if you want. Yeah. Fuck it. Fuck yeah. it. I'll do whatever. He doesn't care. Do you know what? People. This was a whole thing, wasn't it? People joke about how much of a shit actor Keanu is. Oh, no, what are you on about? He's the fucking greatest actor of all time. Yeah, Dogman. Dogman. Dracula. Dracula. Well, Johnny M- Mnemonic, the stuff oh that he put God, in his Oh, my God, what a film. Well, that's coming up soon. You, really? Yeah, it's on the list, but... Oh, shit. You know, it's a smackhead dolphin. Iced, I wrote, I wrote smackhead an essay dolphin. about that. Ice-T. Internet smugglers. Oh, we'll get to that bridge when we come to it. Fuck me, that's brilliant. Oh, we can't wait for that. Yeah. I love you, meaner Harker. Keanu Reeves says, Welcome to hell, Ricky! And Ricky says, I don't plan on staying here very long. And at that point... Oh God, he still it... sounds like Keanu Reeves. Yeah. <laughs> the lights come on, and Ortiz is conducting a version of Freak Celebrity Squares. Yeah. In there. And we get introduced to all the other freaks in the gang. You Pop get the culture reference right there. Yeah. Worm... He's a worm. He's a worm. Nosy. He's got a massive nose. You've got a nose for Ed. Cowboy. He's a he's cow. He's a cow. That's a boy. The bearded lady. It's Mr. T. It's Mr. T. Sockhead. Man with a sock for a head. Bobcat Golfweight. Oh, just, yeah. That's Welcome it. back to the podcast, Bobcat. <laughs> the Eternal Flame. That guy. That guy. From Pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah, just farting. Just farting. Just farting flames. Uh, pinhead lady. What was her name? Pinhead? Just some woman pinhead. That's a reference to Freaks. It is a reference to Freaks, yeah. That's, also, now that's a film. Is that on YouTube? It is. <gasps> I love that film. One of us. That film's genuinely like the best film. Uh, and the hideous frogman, who is just a... Bike in a scuba outfit. That's a... Seriously funny joke. And then in the centre sure, square... Whoa, whoa. Calm down. Huh? Side splitting. It... Go, come on. In the centre square, there's a dead man called Paul Lynn, but we don't know who that is. Oh, he's dead. Well, he's dead, and we don't know who that is. We get a lot of Three Stooges humour from the twins. Oh, it's okay when fucking Evil Dead 2 does it. Well, yeah, it is, because they do it quite well. What, just repeating something else? Repeating Shit, man. Double standard. Double standard. Not du- well, 
Come on. Double standard. Ricky's outraged by this and he says, I am Ricky Kugan. I am not a freak. And then Black Sabbath plays. And all the hideous freaks start laughing at him and it's like an acid nightmare gone wrong. There's a worm and a fucking frog and a fucking nose man and Mr. T and they're all laughing at Ricky. It's like a live action Ren and Stimpy episode. That's exactly what it's like. Are you going to say Ren and Stimpy was shit? No, because... No, because Ren and Stimpy was awesome. I wasn't going to say it. Exactly. to calm down. No, but when you said this film is shit, why did they bury the fisherman behind the hill? What? Because he was dead! Shut up. I love this film. This film's brilliant. Oh, God. So, now, the Three Stooges twins sit Ricky down and go, look, all the freaks go through this when you first turn into a freak. These guys turned into a freak, like, five minutes before he did, and they know the whole fucking spiel. Yeah. And they know that because Ortiz has told it to them. Yeah. The dog man. Yeah. It says, look, you're That's getting... not... What, is that a criticism? No, no, listen, I'm just telling the story so you get used to it. I feel fine now. You need to... Ch- I've been channeling my anger for good. I can and Ricky see. Says, I can see how angry you are, though. I'm get. It's making me nervous. Ricky's like, look, I'm not like these people. I'm not like these freaks. And then the worm says, "I'm afraid that you are. I'm a worm man. I'm the worm man, and I came here as a doctor. And Randy Quaid turned me into a worm. He said, "There's a big fat worm in the shed." I went in the shed. Who was the big fat worm? Me. Muggins here. Turned me into a worm. (laughs) And he says, it fucked with my head and I would sell my soul to wipe my arse. (laughs) He said arse. Yeah, he did. Sockhead. Bobcat. Bobcat Goldthwait. His story was, he says, I was a tourist and I turned up and he turned me into a sock. I'm not one for long stories. That's literally, that's the line. Yeah, but that's that's what he says the whole way through the film. Yeah. I'm not one for a thing... Whatever just happened. The bearded lady. Mr. T. Uh, he was a confused trucker. How positive oh, is positive. Mr. T's yeah, character? It's is good. That is good. That is one of the redeeming qualities of this film. He's absolutely brilliant. Yeah, he turns up and he says, uh, Randy Quaid, you saved my life. I was a trucker. I was confused. He said, I come see Randy. He said, you better off without a dick, but keep the beard. Hallelujah! God damn. Hallelujah! And now he's living his he's, best yeah, life. Yeah, he says, I am a woman and I like me. Which is a really good thing to put in a film. It's absolutely yeah. beautiful. Apparently, Mr. T hated this. Well, I, I can imagine he did. Apparently, he got so stressed out that he fucked off. <laughs> he just fucked off? Yeah, he just left. And at the end of the film, they just had to have a stand in. And some VDR, like someone going, (laughs) instead, because Mr. T was like, I'm not doing this. This is rubbish. Fuck this for a game of soldiers. Also there, there is a hammer on the floor. Oh, the hammer used to be a spanner. The hammer used to be a spanner. But it got turned into a hammer. And that is... Jesus Christ. The hammer got turned into a spanner. The worm says, you are now one of us, whether you admit it or not. Google gobble. Cut to the twins in bed and the dog boy is diddling the girl twin. (laughs) Good God. I'm sorry, ladies and gentlemen. Ricky's in the other room 
And he still thinks that the EES are going to come and rescue him. And he's thinking, he says, I wonder how many girls are going to be waiting for me. And he starts imagining it. And then out of nowhere, you hear Stewie's voice, the little ginger fucking super fan from earlier on. And he says, I'll be waiting for you, Rick. And Stewie, Stewie's there. It turns out... He's, he's like a Jedi ghost. They are. They have a telepathic bond because they are soulmates. Oh, yeah. Freaks have a... Freaks are kind of a bit telepathic. Who tells them this? Cowboy. The cowboy. Yeah, cowboy's like, freaks are kind of telepathic. Yep. Sorted. Sorted, that's it. So he is, le- he is linked Mate, to Stewie. Look, that's just really pared down storytelling, right? Have you ever read... Well, no, cause, well, I know, I know. Because he says, look, get lost, troll. And then cowboy says to him, you don't, that no. troll could help you out one day if you just let a little bit of love into your heart. There's there's something to be said about simple storytelling, cutting off the fat, you know. So and freaked is it's a very, very good simple. It's <laughs> <laughs> it is a very simple. You've judged. Uh, I'm ju- judging what? Judged it too harshly. I haven't. Well, Jesus. What Cow- did cowboy say? The cowboy said. That troll could help you out one day, Ricky. If you just think about things, Rick. Calm down, Ricky. If you let him into your heart, love will save the day. Wow. Yeah. That's powerful. Stewie. Cut to Stewie. He's going to get help. He's sat in his bedroom. Did you see the poster for Robo Dude in the background? (laughs) No. Yeah. I actually took a photo of it. Mate, there's jokes for days. Jokes for days. Stewie is going to get help. He decides he's going to go to the LA Times. He goes to the LA Times to tell the story they throw him through the window. Yeah. He goes to the USA Today to tell him the story they throw him through the window. This okay. happens about five times. No, it doesn't. It does. No, it doesn't. And then he goes to another paper. At it happens end. three times because three is the magic number of comedy. Right. And then it happens a fourth time. And he gets taken away in a limo by death. Because he's told the story of Ricky Coogan. And he knows it. So he's going to take... What? Come on. It it sounds like, ladies and gentlemen, that I am missing bits of the notes out here, doesn't it? But I'm really not. It doesn't. It's fine. Cut to the back of the limo. Death's in there, threatening Stewie with a fucking drill. Saying, where's Ricky Coogan? Oh, yeah, he's got a fucking gnarly-ass fucking drill with, like, spikes on it. Sick. It's free show time, Fletch. Roll up, roll up, it's show time. These are the acts that they've got on in the show. First up, you go into the tent. The clientele is basically cowboys firing off guns into the sky. We're still in South America, by the way. Yeah, yeah, actually. <laughs> yes, we went to a different country, didn't we? So yeah. why is it full of cowboys and hillbillies? So one of the attractions that they have there is a midget clown that can fart your weight. <laughs> what? A bit. Wait. Say that again. A farting clown that will fart your weight. There is also a heavy petting booth with a man diddling a goat. <laughs> I like Ike Man's there again. Oh yeah, he's side. there. He's back. Yeah. Now, the crowd <laughs> are getting rowdy. The show starts. Randy says, "Quiet, please," and everyone sits down. He says, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Freak Show. Thanks for being quiet. Tonight we have a star attraction. A new thing to show you all. It is the Beast Boy. 
but he's the headline act, Beast Boy. Yeah. Yeah. He looks ugly. He does. He's a beast of a boy. Before we get to Beast Boy, we get the song of Rosie the Pinhead. Nice. Where she just screams and smashes herself with a hammer. Yeah. Uh, we get the twins routine, which is an old, basically old, uh, an old dance hall. They tell a joke. Yeah, showtime. So sort of, oh, they God. tell a joke. What's the joke, Fletch? So he's like, "How many feminists does it take to screw in a light bulb? Two. One to screw in the light bulb, and one to sit on my dick. One to ride my Rodney. Ride my Rodney. He says, ride my Rodney." The joke is that he's a horrible misogynist. Trapped. And he's attached to a to feminist. To a feminist, yeah, I know, I know, I get it. That's the joke. A because leg- you see, a misogynist and a feminist, they're like they're two just, opposite they, they things. wouldn't get on in real life, would they? No. They wouldn't even... So if you had them linked together, that'd be hilarious. The bearded lady giving out beauty tips about how to do the best French braid. Uh, nosy is dressed in a monkey suit doing a dance called the Funky Monkey. Uh, Sockhead has got polka fever. And he oh, do- yeah. And he's bell ringing and singing uh, the Venus Schnitzel song. I mean, it doesn't sound hilarious when you say it. Well, no, that's what's happening. But you've got to remember Bobcat Goldthwait is the voice. Oh, he gets so carried away, though, that the sock comes off his head to reveal that it is just a hand... The fans start booing. The singer from the butthole surface stands up and points at him and says, that's a hand. And he'll start throwing vegetables at him. Randy Quaid says, puppeteering is a... An art form. An art form. Why are you getting mad? I'm not getting mad. Listen, that was a really good joke. That was a really okay. good joke. Because it comes up and he's just got a hand for a head, which yeah. is insane. Oh, it's mental. But they're not happy with it because people... Their expectations are always too high. Nothing's ever good enough. Nothing's ever good it's enough. It's satire. It's satire. Is it satire? Yes. Okay. Backstage, Ricky's getting nervous and he's like, the, the EES people still haven't turned up to rescue me. And then Worm speaks to him and he starts to inspire him. He says, look, you're an actor, Rick. You're an actor. You need to go out there and act your fucking arse off. You need to show these people, use your body like an acting weapon. And he says, yeah, I'm going to do that. Thank you, Worm. Is there anything I can do to repay you? And he says, he says, you could wipe my ass." <laughs> so Ricky goes out and he does a uh, Shakespeare scene. Very highbrow. Very, very, very highbrow. Full costume, you know, dribbling. <laughs> and just in case people can't understand it, we get a, uh, a guy called Nigel Cump pop up from Oxford or some fucking place. And he says, uh, we put in some subtitles for idiots, basically. And the whole point is, he says, one subtitle says, I'm ugly. And then the other one says, I never get laid. The crowd fucking love it. The freaks in the cage on the side of the stage absolutely love it. Isn't that a kind of send up of so-called high art, though? Well, probably, yeah. I mean, if there's anyone that needs taking down a peg... It's the artists. Yeah. People like you, who think that this film is all fucking shit and stuff, where it's not actually shit. You know, he's literally doing Shakespeare. Yeah? Yeah. It's good. It's high art, man. What's the difference? What is art? This film asks the hard questions. The EES guy 
finally turns up and Ricky thinks, oh my God, he's here to rescue me. And he goes over to him, he's like, thanks for coming here to rescue me. He's like, Rick, mate, I'm not here to rescue you. He says, why not? He says, because you're fucking ugly, Rick. Because you're a drooling ugly boy. Yeah. And he laughs. <laughs> and everybody in the crowd laughs. And he starts, then the ES guy starts drinking whiskey. Has a swig. This enrages Ricky to the point where he just screams, eat shit, and uh, pulls the guy's head off. Mass panic. Everyone's going mental. 90s metal happens. 90s metal all over the place. Uh, cut to a guy with a video camera saying, welcome to show business, morons. I'm sure that is hilarious. Yeah. In we, the States in the 90s. But we don't know who that is. Yeah, I'm sure that reference is Fucking yeah. hilarious. I'm just going to take their word for it. Yeah. The freaks are now playing Wheel of Fortune, Fletch. Ricky comes back and he says, sorry for what's happened. I want to join in. Dog Boy says, look, you can't join in. You, you're not a freak, a proper freak. And he's like, I've just murdered a load of people upstairs. Twins say, uh, Dog Boy, he's got an escape plan. He's like, shut up. Don't tell him. Nobody can know about this. Well, dog boy. Yeah, dog boy's like, this is our plan, not Ricky's plan. He says it turns out the, sh the game shows that they've been playing are just a diversion. Yeah. Uh, because Keanu Reeves has been crying out for freedom, but he doesn't want Ricky to know anything to do with the plan. He's been howling for it. Yeah. Ricky says, oh, fuck you then, fucking dog face. I'll make my own plan. I don't need you. I don't need friends, you crud-sucking puss monkeys. Turns <laughs> out he's accidentally solved the Wheel of Fortune game. That was the clue. That was, that was the... Pop uh, culture, mate. It's a pop culture reference. So he goes upstairs to the outhouse and he's looking out of a hole and his plan is to shout over a milkman. <laughs> he says, hey, milkman, come over here. He's like, what? And what he said, what, is he, what does he say, Fletch, to get him in? He says, I've got a turd in the shape of Kim Bassinger. She's naked. She's naked. That's enough for the milk. He's like, oh my God. Yeah. Gets, he gets he goes in there and he says, that doesn't look like Kim Bassinger. What he says is, that's just a normal turd. If anything, it looks like Winona Ryder. What is his beef with Winona Ryder? So the milkman goes in. Ricky comes out in the milkman's whole costume. Uh, unfortunately, he's forgotten to take the keys for the milk float. He tries the milk float, no joy, no keys. Why wasn't it in the pocket? No, I don't know, Fletch. He tries a car. He's obviously not got the keys for the car. He goes to a bike. The bike doesn't work. Then there's a speedboat that has got a clamp on the wheel so it can't go. Just as he's trying to escape... Oh, my fucking God. While this is all happening, the giant head of Randy Quaid is surveying the whole situation. Next, we get a shot of the giant head of Randy Quaid and the eyes are missing. The eyes are missing because they are now Rasta eyeballs with guns calling people Babylon and all sorts of shit like that. And their name? Iron Eye. The Rasta gun-toting eyeballs calling people Babylon. Fletch? Fletch, what about I and I? What do you think to I and I? What did you think to I and I? Um, <clears throat> when I heard that joke, mm -hmm. I nearly, I nearly turned it off. Yep. That was that was my point. Where if I wasn't obliged to watch all of this, 
Yep. Because of this podcast. Yep. I was. I would. I think stopped. this is the point where it started getting to me as well. I. I. I, I, I literally. I wanted to turn it off. Yeah. As soon as I heard him go, I and I. He says, I and I bring him to the den, and he says, I. I'm not even doing it. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not going to do it. So I and I take Ricky the milkman to the den, which is just a living room, where Randy Quaid is now sat in a smoky jacket. With the Toad Man in there, while they listen to, listening to jazz swing, and uh, Randy Randy Quaid says, "Look, the Beast Boy is a hit. I'm gonna I'm gonna push this to the hilt." Ricky says, "Why? The the public don't want to see filth. They don't want to see this. This is stupid." And as it's on about, the phone rings. It's Laughing Man on the phone. Randy's over there, answers the phone, and he says, "I'm all set to roll here." Laughing Man starts laughing. Randy starts writing stuff down. He puts the note down. And then he starts proclaiming to Ricky what he's going to do. Ricky then steals the note, puts it in his pocket. And this is the plan, Fletch. Tomorrow night, Rick. I'm going to finish the job on stage. I'm going to turn you into a hideous killing machine. And what you're going to do is you're going to eat all your mates. You're going to kill them freak bastards. He's going to turn them into a bad freak. He's going to turn them into a bad freak and make him eat all the other freaks. So get fucking gone. Get gone. As Ricky leaves, he's like, oh, I've got this note. But then he loses the note. It blows away in the wind. It blows away in the wind. He chases it round the corner where all the other freaks are now... Dressed as milkman. It turns out they had the same plan all along. That was... Come on. That was pretty funny. That, was, that funny. was pretty funny. Turns around the corner and there's 12 milkmen. And he's like, 12 milkmen doesn't make any sense. And they say, yes, it does. 13 doesn't make any sense. You're one too many milkmen. That was genuinely... That was the funniest joke yeah. in the film. Ricky then says, look, you're all going to be killed. You don't know about the giant raster eyeballs. <laughs> Again, a line from the film. I'm not, I'm not paraphrasing this. That is what he says. Dog Boy, and then, Dog Boy and Ricky then have a fucking knife fight to prove dominance. Randy sees this from the shed and he says, that's a lot of milkmen on the same route. No wonder they're having a knife fight. <laughs> oh come on okay Keanu Reeves is about to kill Ricky but then he notices a squirrel he, he is a dog boy isn't he? <laughs> and he just chases the squirrel off then the, the eyes again pop out of the head of Randy Quaid come out of his mouth and chase the dog boy away into the fields and then they all go and back. then the freaks the, yeah the freaks regroup go back into the shed and now they're all okay with Ricky. But the eyes are gone now. The Why eyes are gone. They just leave. They just ran off after the dog. Why did they just leave? I don't know. In the shed, Ricky shows the note to the twins and he's like, look, this is what it says. We need it. Randy is preparing. He's doing a deal with the, with the laughing man. He's making a demonstration. He's going to turn me into a massive freak with the Zygote 24. And he's going to make me eat you. All of you. And we've got to stop him. Good, it's good stuff. It's Is quality, it? quality storytelling. Come on. Okay, Like, yeah. that milkman thing, did you not laugh at the milkman thing? 
The milkman thing is the only thing that was funny in the whole film. So he tells him all the plan about how he's like, it's not his fault. I'm going to have to eat you though, but if we act fast, we have a chance. Nosy says to Sockface, I think we should just kill him. They should have just killed him, to be honest, shouldn't they? <laughs> but he's like, no, I've got a plan. And what it is, and then it turns out the worm says, we need to get into, the, into that lab, make some good slime, turn you back into Ricky, you'll be all right. And he says, yeah, yeah. And it turns out the plan is coming together. The plan is coming together through friendship. Turns out cowboys milk. What a positive message though. Cowboys milk is the key because cowboys been eating all the grass and it's all contaminated with the chemicals. So they milk the cowboy. Milking a cowboy, Fletch. Yeah. Cow boy. Well, he's not ball boy, is he? Mm-hmm. No, that, that, you know they'd, they'd have were. wanked off the ball boy if that was the case, wouldn't well, they? Well, no, he's not called ball boy, is no, he? No, he's called, called cowboy. Cow Get it? That's why he's got an udder. So they milk the cowboy and then the guy that farts burns stuff. Uh, the, the worm digs a tunnel into the laboratory. <laughs> whilst on the way to the tunnel, whilst in the tunnel on the way to the laboratory, they come across the lost city of Nod. But it turns out it's not, it's just a fucking slideshow. Which Look, makes... if that happened in fucking Hot Shots... At this point, I've written Jesus. If that happened in <laughs> Hot Shots, you'd be fine with it. Probably, yeah. Yeah. What's happening here is a double standard. Hot Shots is a classic comedy film, Fletch. Right. If that happened in Hot Shots, you wouldn't have fucking said it. What about the Eminem's Taipei Deathmatch? Oh, hilarious. Yeah, well, that was hilarious. hilarious. Yeah, hilarious. This is not... Oh, right, on. they come out of the lab. They come out. They're in the lab. We're nearly there. The plan is working. Sockhead panics at this point. He's going, oh, I don't know what to do. I and I turn up and they shoot him dead. And then Bobcat Goldthwait dies in the arms of Mr. T. Right, so if we took that and we just isolated that, Bobcat Goldthwait dies in the arms of Mr. T. Would you not In an wa- ideal world. Would you watch that film? I would, yeah. But then if... The- that's trickery. That is trickery, Fletch. It happens. Well, it's happened. It's happened now! Yeah. The worm says, right, I'm going to hack the computer so that I can make it, make good goo to make cr- freaks good again. It is, you know, Top it's quite notch. It is quite a complex system that he's got here. And it's, it's not at all, though, is it? We're going to make some good slime. <laughs> they make some good slime. They turn the they turn the machine on and it starts making such a noise that it's, it's like making noise like it has a siren. A on siren. It. Randy doesn't hear it because he happens to be watching a police show on TV in the next room. Yeah. They switch off the noise on the machine. Yeah. And then drop a styrofoam cup on the floor. <laughs> Randy hears that. <laughs> Oh, it's, it is funny. Randy's though. coming, but he can't get in because the door is greasy because he's been eating popcorn. The freaks escape. Oh, my God. The freaks... He spends ages on that door. Yeah, he can't get in because he's got... He can't do it because he's got greasy popcorn hands. Jesus Christ. He can't... Jesus fucking Because Christ. on the other side, it looks like there's loads of tension and the... Tad... It, it turns out he's just got popcorn hands. Popcorn hands, Malachi. The worm pipes up. He says the fucking tunnel's collapsing. We've got to get out really quick. So they all start getting out. 
Mate. Right, as they're escaping, Ricky accidentally leaves the good slime in a coffee tin behind and he's, it's, the tunnel falls in and it's too late because they're on the other side. And he says, look, I left the, sl- the slime behind in the lab. They all boo him. And he says, look, it's okay though, but I've just happened to have found a box of macaroons. Ah, oh, yes. Right, so they eat all the macaroons, have a party and then pass out. I love macaroons. Can we have a macaroons party? Ricky then waits up. I feel right. like you're just right. whizzing through this now. No. <laughs> I feel like you're just speeding through it. Look, Ricky, mate, just savour it. Savour it. It's no blood sport, this one, is it? This is no alligator. The shit you said about blood sport. Oh, I enjoyed that, though. The shit you said that about... That was banter. That was banter. If Alex Winter showed his face now... I'd punch him in his beautiful oh, no face. no, you fucking wouldn't. If Alex Winter turned up now, you would... Do you know what? I would stand up and I would salute him. I'd throw him a salute and I'd say, thank you for your service to not just America, but the world, Alex Winter. You have done so much for me. Right. As a person who loves the 90s, Alex Winter and the 80s, guy was a, the guy was a lost boy. Are you going to fucking turn up? Are you going to fucking stand in front of the Lost Boys and tell them that you fucking didn't like Freaked? I can't believe you. I can't believe you. Quite frankly, I'm very disappointed. So Ricky wakes up to see that the EES have finally arrived and Randy says, It's nice to see you in the flesh, finally, Laughing Man. Who's the fucking Laughing Man, Fletch? Death. Death from Bill and Ted. It turns out he's, he's, he's double-crossed Ricky. The whole way. So not only is it Death that is the laughing man, it turns out he has captured Stewie as well because he had him in the limo early on. He, he empties him out onto the table in a, in a mailbag and Stewie starts calling out for Ricky. He's like, Ricky! So it turns out they have got this telepathic link, haven't they? So uh, Death's had enough of Stewie. Stewie's shouting, so he locks him in a chicken cage. With a two-headed chicken. With a two-headed chicken. <laughs> Randy then pitches... To death, Mr. Laughing Death. And he says, I'm, I'm going to create new age monsters. I'm going to ramp this all up to fucking 11. Super mega freak world. That's what we're going to do. I'm going to take on Disneyland. Ricky talks to Stewie through his mind and he says, look, I need that slime that's in the coffee can. I need you to get it to us so that we can escape. He gets out of the cage really easily goes under the table, accidentally causes our two villains to play footsie with each other. Not funny. (laughs) EES, it turns out, are going to make office business freaks with like six arms that don't go for poos. And they can just be a secretary forever. And Randy's like, where's all the fucking fun in that? That's some 90s ass shit though. Mm. That's like fucking office space. Yeah, there's a good film that we should have watched. This is, right, I watched this film twice. It took three hours to do... This is basically half a day of my this life. Is I'm a, never this getting is back. A, this is a 90s film sending up the humdrum life of the 90s the worker. Man, the man. That was like with, Keanu, okay, like, with okay. Keanu Reeves in it. It's basically The Matrix. Randy says... With there's no, awesome there's no... VF, VFX in Shut it. Shut up, Fletch. He's practically... Randy the says, where's the fun? Where's the spark? Where's the evil? Where's the Matrix? Where's the... <laughs> EES planned to poison the water supply of America to turn everyone into a freak. 
that they can just manipulate. And Randy says, this guy is fucking evil. Where'd you get him from? They said, hey, he used to be the mark... He, he used to, to work be, for Pepsi. He used to be the marketing guy for Pepsi. Business bastards, I've written down. Business bastards? Yeah. It's, it's counterculture, mate. Now, Ricky's on stage. He's strapped, to a, he's strapped to a desk again, strapped in the bed, laboratory style. They're going to goop him up and turn him into a full bastard monster. And he's going to eat his mates. They're on the side of the stage. He says goodbye to them before he eats them. He's like, look... I don't want to do it. He's dressed really nice. He's dressed like a rockabilly, conveniently. Stewie's in the crowd with the good slime. He's like, get the good slime to me, Stewie. He's like shouting, going, I've got the slime, I've got the slime. A street punk stands up and says, stop fucking shouting, you little irritating twat. Takes the can off him, pours the slime all over him, and then he turns into a massive fucking monster in the crowd. One of my favourite bands, right? One of my favourite bands of all time is Guar. Yeah. Best. One of the greatest bands. I appreciate Guar. I've seen them before live. I, I enjoy it. It's good. Me too. You should all watch... You should all listen to Guar and watch this film, basically. Yeah, well, watch the, last, watch the last five minutes when you've got the two monsters fighting, which is really good. Did you like this? I like the... the Did well, you start having fun? No, because I was bored... But it's Screaming Mad George. I love his monsters. You get two of his big monsters. They turn Ricky into a monster and he basically fights uh, Stewie. They have a fight. They have a fight, yeah. I've, I've lost total interest in the script now. They have a fight. They have a fight. Yeah, they do. The fight is pretty good. It's like watching Guar. Like EES are now saying they're going to take the machine. Randy breaks glass. He's got a thing on the side. It says break gla- glass in case of emergency involving corporate grease balls. He breaks it and there's a slime cannon. He sprays the corporate grease balls with the slime and they turn into a massive shoe. Joke being... They melt into a pool of men. A man pool. Yeah. And then turn into a shoe with a tongue for a tongue. And he says, that's a really big shoe. Like it's supposed to be a punchline. Yeah, everything except shoes. Oh! <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's fucking uh, funny, isn't it? It looked awesome, Oh, though. everything except shoes. What do they turn into at the end of the film? How did it look, though? Fucking shoe. How did it look? Yeah, it looked good. It looked like a fucking MTV video from the 90s. Yeah, man. But I don't want to watch an hour and a half of that. We'd... Right, speaking of that, then, right, okay, then there is an advert, speaking of it, Fletch saying it's structured like Robocop, there's an advert for a drink, machismo. Also, because that happens because the hostess, uh, she says, you've been speaking for 90 minutes now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This film was supposed to be longer. Yeah, yeah. I mean, fuck's sake. They could, could you imagine? They should have, like, it's like Blade Runner, they should have a full the director's cut of this film. If you get it on down the quad, get Alex Winter to do a Q&A after. I bet he would. He probably fucking would. I mean, what has he done to... other than this? Uh, he's got a major film coming up. Yeah, what is it? A sequel to the only Bill and film? Ted 3. Yeah, exactly. Mate, he's in a film with so, Keanu Reeves. Right, he's in this film. Keanu Reeves is in this film. I just, Uncredit- remember- I just remembered Keanu Reeves right. is in this film. Stop, we're nearly at the end now. Look, so basically... Ricky takes heed to what the cowman said to him at the start of the film and he lets love into his heart. Wait, where did Keanu go? Keanu ran off after the squirrel. <laughs> Keanu ran off after the squirrel? 
That was like an, half an hour ago. Oh, that is hilarious. He let, they let love into their hearts, basically. Love wins. Randy says, I made you. I'll break you. And then he tries to fight Rick. He punches him in the belly. And he says, look, we need the antidote. Rick's like, we need the antidote. And, he, and Randy says, you'll never find the antidote anywhere because I've hidden them. He says, where did you hide them? He said, I hid it in a box of macaroons. Turns out all the freaks have already eaten the macaroons. Fuck's sake. So they're already going to be cured. Now the FBI turned up. And shot him. And shot him. And then there's loads of... Oh, God. I, I'm not even... The FBI turned up and they shot him. Yeah. And he fell into the vat of goo. Yeah. And he came back out. And he was Brooke Shields. Oh, yeah, he was Brooke Shields. And then they shot Brooke Shields. Yeah, because she had massive legs. And then we got an eco... That's the end. No, it's not. And then we go to the game show where he's being interviewed by Brooke Shields this whole fucking time. Oh, yeah, yeah. Hang on. I've just remembered the end of the reveal is when they finally show Rick's face. He is human. And it turns out by the way, he's they, been sat by a cactus. By the way, they showed that in the trailer. Did they? Yeah. And then all of the freaks turn out, one after the other, Mr. T and all that. Mr. Uh, T's still got a beard because... No, uh, Mr. Wait. Mr. T's there at the end. All the freaks are now Mr. normal. Mr. T's just a bloke now. Just Mr. T. Oh, no. He was happy. He was well, living his best life. And then while Hang on, going, that's awful. They made Mr. T go back to being a dude. Yep, because he was a freak. Oh my God, that's awful. He was a freak. That's all right. That's really bad. That's, that said, makes us feel... No, wait. I didn't fucking pick up on that before. They made Mr. T go back to being a man. Despite the fact that he says in the... In the fucking film earlier on, I'm a woman he's really, and, I'm happy. and he's really happy now yep. because he's a woman with a beard. He loves beards and he loves being a woman. Right. And they and he goes back and he's supposed to be happy with that. We already know from what he said earlier that he's probably miserable now. No, I'm not fucking no, no. Don't try and speed me up. That's really bad. Do you know what? I changed my mind. No, fuck this fuck film. Fuck this film. On this a, film a, was shit. Fucking awful. I'm really pissed off now. Yeah. Awful. I mean, usually... I mean, oh, and then Brooke Shields goes, rah, I'm actually Randy Quaid, and then they get shot again. Yeah. The oh, end. and Keanu Reeves turns up with the squirrel. Oh, the end. The, the end. end. The end. The end. The end. So the that end. was worse than the fucking cheerleader one, wasn't I'm it? I'm fucking pissed now. I know you are. That was fucking bullshit. Bullshit. Poor fucking... Mrs. T. Do you know what this film is? This is a film made by a VFX artist. So, well, they don't know how to write. They don't know how to direct. They, this is a film made by VFX artists. It's made by Screaming Mad George, basically, isn't it? They spent almost half of the budget. This is a $12 million film. Fuck this, off! This is, <laughs> listen, this is a $12 million film. They spent $5 million on visual effects. Well, that tells you everything you need to know about this film. The only good thing about this film is Screaming Mad George's work. Five million of a 12 million budget. Oh, hang on. on. Where did the rest of the go? Where did the rest of the money go then? Keanu Reeves. He got one mil. He got a, he got a cool mil for the dog boy. Yeah. Stars out of stars, Fletch. What what do you think? (laughs) What is your star rating for this one? Six. 
You <laughs> Thank you for joining us this week on Super Tap Film Club. I'm really sorry if you actually watched the film this time. Don't worry, next week we've got some monster madness, Fletch. We do? Next week we're going to Scotland. Next week it is Loch Ness Horror! <laughs>